Five o'clock in Pirate Country, and 94.3 The Game is going to get you home with the P-Man. In five, four, three, two, one. Lock it in. Turn it up. It's time for the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. This is the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. Welcome in. It's nice to have you with us. No, I mean it. It's nice to have you with us. Uh, Patrick Johnson with you here on a Thursday. Ben Byram producing the show today. Hello to intern Joe. Casey's with us. Well, late night work for Casey tonight, but uh, big happenings in Wayne County this weekend, apparently. So. Uh, it's great to have everybody there. Hello, Ben. Everything good? Hey, Ben. Oh, a distant Jay Sunhalter with the Hey, Ben there. Put me in a huh? tough spot there, but I'm here. I'm here. Is that right? What happened? Um, Yeah, yeah. A little distant Jay Sunhalter. I've, I've, I've had my fill of Sunny the last couple of days. So, uh, we're gonna, Sunny and I are going to be together again this weekend. It'll be fun. All right. Uh, it's great to have you with us. Hey, speaking of this weekend, uh, boy, what a huge uh, several days for uh, Pirate Nation in Pitt County starting uh, really tonight. ECU basketball back on the floor. Uh, Pirates are going to be without uh, your guy, Baruta Batumi, though, uh, Ben. He will not be available. Batumba uh, Baruti? I'm, did Come I call on, him you Baruti? can't just fumble through that now. Did I call him Baruti Batuti? I did, didn't I? Uh, <laughs> Something Batuti, like yes. that. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, he won't be available tonight. I'm, I'm, I got a little, that name's a tough one to Absolutely say if you haven't said it. Yes, it is Joe. That name is uh ter- tough to say if you haven't said it in a while. Barumba Baruti. You did uh, it again. You did it what did I say? Barumba. Oh, did I say Barumba? Okay. Point is he won't be available tonight. Do give it me, live. Give, let's do it one more time here. What, what is it, Ben? Batumba Baruti. Batumba Baruti. There Gosh. you go. But Tumba Baruti, if you haven't said it in a while, Ben, you have to admit it is. I mean, you're, you're no uh, tremendously noted linguist, linguist, but uh, neither am I today, apparently. Um, so, uh, but Tumba will not be playing to, uh, tonight. Uh, hope that he's uh, okay, and uh, there's a good shot he may not even uh, be back for the game on uh, Sunday, is what I uh, understand. A couple other pirates will miss. Uh, ECU basketball, I'm anxious to see how they play tonight. Obviously, uh, UCF, who's kind of coming off some uh, series of pauses, but at least has a game under their belt before they step back onto the floor. I think they won something like five of seven and uh, three in a row, and then they, they you know came back after some time off and beat Tulsa. And so they wrap up the regular season tonight, and uh, the Pirates will uh, try to get above 500 and get their third conference win. ECU could still get in that 8-9 game as the nine seed next week in the uh, tournament out in Texas. So we'll see how that uh, plays uh, out. But uh, Pirate basketball tonight, late start, Ben. It might as well be 3 a.m., uh, 9 p.m. tonight. That's late in my world. That's, I'm tough. Gonna, I, That's tough for anybody, no, I think. Look, no nap today for the old man here, for the, for the boomer, like you like to say, which I'm not. Uh, no, uh, no caffeine really today. I, I, I think I'm gonna have to get a coffee if I'm going to make it up for this one tonight. I, and I do want to watch it cause I want to see how the pirates play and they're on the deuce if I'm not mistaken. So a uh, big national uh, spotlight tonight for uh, the pirates and, uh, they could still finish as high as, uh, ninth place in the standings, which if you considering the year, not a bad deal. 
Pirates can uh, finish as low as uh, 11th in the league, and uh, that becomes uh, even more incredibly difficult uh, seed as far as ECU basketball uh, goes. Uh, so uh, 8.30 tonight here on 94.3 The Game. Also, you can uh, pick it up on 107.9 WNCT. Uh, so uh, 8.30 the airtime, and then a big uh, coming around at 9 o'clock with the uh, tip between the Pirates and UCF, who – I didn't realize this. They've won 10 in a row against ECU in, in, in basketball in this series. I think it's time to get off the schneid against the uh, hated Golden Knights. Uh, Pirate baseball at the tough loss last night. Uh, the game going extra innings. And the ECU rally just came up uh, short. Uh, we'll get some comments from Joe Dooley coming up. Cy Seymour will also uh, promote some stuff uh, for us and uh, preview the big basketball matchup. Uh, also, and this is something I think is tremendously exciting, uh, on 107, uh, 103.7 WTIB, our sister station, uh, where uh, you hear the talk of the town program in the mornings and our pal Tom Lamprex on in the afternoons. He's down the hall. Uh, we have high school hoops this weekend. The Farmville Central girls and boys have made it back to the state championship game again. They were uh, both co-champs last year when the season ended because of the COVID situation. And uh, both will be playing this weekend. The Farmville girls at 1 o'clock. The Farmville boys at 3.30. They are allowing fans into the gym, but it's not a deal where you can walk up. In fact, if you, uh, you may not be able to get tickets if you haven't gotten them. Uh, make no, never mind. We have the game for you here uh, on uh, our family of uh, stations, our sister station, 1037 WTIB. 1 o'clock on Saturday for the girls' game. Uh, Shelby and Farmville Central. And then the boys, Farmville Central, playing Hendersonville High School. And really all I know about Henderson is they uh, Hendersonville. Have you ever seen, Ben, the warm-up pants that Indiana wears? The Indiana Hoosiers? Are you familiar with those? The candy cane stripe pants? Have you ever seen those? I, I am not. I am not. Yeah. They're, they're historic and epic in basketball lore. The Hendersonville basketball team wears similar. They're the candy cane strip, red and white stripe pants, is what they wear for warm up pants. I believe they're the uh, they're the top seeded team for whatever that's worth, since they just drew names out of a hat. But right, yeah, yes. Well, that is true. Uh, but they have had a. I think they're both undefeated. I uh, look. This is not going to be. Farmville's probably the more athletic and explosive team, but this is not going to be a uh, a walk in the park. That's a three thirty game. Uh, they're playing the games, not at Wheatmore, but uh, I think Pine Grove or, or something like that. Anyway, point is, our own Trent McGee, McGee on sports, Ben. Sports director Trent McGee for IBX will be on the call. And a longtime friend, uh, a guy who really gave McGee his start in broadcasting, a guy named Gaddis Hodges, who does the games for Chowan. This is going to be cool because Gaddis was the play-by-play -play man and McGee was his uh, analyst. And they're going to flip roles. McGee's going to be the play-by-play -play man, and Gatmo's going to be the analyst on this. That's kind of cool, don't you think? I think that's a really neat thing. It all comes full circle. It kind of does. And they get to do it with uh, Farmville Central playing uh, for uh, state championships, which is always fun. Let's always go. Fun. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe they'll get some of that in there. Anyway, uh, we're going to have the Farmville coach coming up in a little bit. Uh, he is uh, our good friend Larry Williford. And Providence Grove is the uh, note I've gotten here on the always anonymous text line. Uh, but uh, we're going to have uh, Larry Williford coming up in a little bit later uh, in the show. 
Do you know how many points Farmville scored, Ben, in their regional final win against Northeastern out of Elizabeth City? Do you Are you aware of that? Is it in the hundreds? The hundreds. It is It is in the hundreds. Now, 130. This, no, no, not that many. This game did not go to, like, some crazy overtime. Uh, this game was a, a regulation high school basketball game. And keep in mind, in the first two or three minutes of the game, Farmville only scored one point, right? 113 points. They play 32 total minutes. It's unbelievable. Wow. Whew. It's a lot of points. So they will have the track shoes on, I'm sure. McGee needs to have the lossages uh, ready and uh, have the throat worked out and ready to go because there's going to be a lot of uh, back and forth on the radio. Uh, thanks to the great sponsors who made it happen, and uh, we're very happy that that's going to be uh, the case. It's kind of our Friday uh, for uh, the show here today, is it, McGee? Because we have the Keith LeClaire Classic tomorrow, and uh, we've got uh, the game at 4 o'clock against Appalachian State, game one of a three-game series, and the weather is going to be absolutely freaking beautiful. It's going to be a gorgeous uh, gorgeous weekend. Let me a little on the cool side, but for another day today, it has been a, uh, a perfect day. If you think about it. Uh, so, uh, it will still be sunny and dry and that's good. 65 right now, uh, here in the, uh, Emerald city. And then looking at a uh, high tomorrow of 51, 54 Saturday with a few clouds and then lots of sunshine and 50 for Sunday. So that's going to be a, uh, a really great thing. Uh, pirate basketball, uh, tonight, they outlined some uh, protocols today. Did our friend uh, Chris Sutton with the uh, ECU police and Ryan Robinson. Basically, uh, they are going to allow some tailgating to happen this, uh, I guess, as soon as this weekend. But tailgating will be allowed uh, inevitably at the uh, baseball games. And uh, they do want to try to limit those tailgate parties to just a group of 10. Uh, they're going to have some information out tomorrow, so check your social media and your emails and uh, ecupirates.com about tickets being available to the basketball game Sunday. I think you have to sit in the upper ring, but uh, you can, if you're uh, a non-student, go to the uh, game on uh, Sunday for Pirate Basketball. Uh, is intern Joe nearby a microphone here? Yeah, that drip. The drip never stops. You know what I thought drip was initially, Ben? I thought uh -oh. it was uh I thought it was uh like ice. I thought it was like your your jewelry and your accessories. I didn't realize drip was the whole ensemble. Until I mean, that's a few not a months bad ago. guess. No, I, not I, for I, not I for a boomer. I can't claim right? you for that one. Not for a boomer, but I mean all right, Joe, uh intern Joe, uh who's Casey, but we he for some reason goes by intern Joe. Uh, little known fact, you uh, sometimes work the uh, ECU game. You're kind of like game day operations. You're on that staff. So that's a little known fun fact about one of our interns here. Is that correct, intern Joe? Yes, that's correct. Okay, so is it just students tonight, or are they letting any of the old-timers in tonight? So it's <clears throat> students and parents, and then they're letting up. Right. And then uh, some they offer some tickets to donors like they have been through the year. Okay. Don't the only difference is they're allowing students in this year. Right. So the students will be there in the house tonight in full effect is what the, 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 the story is. Hopefully. And there will be family members and then a few donors if they if they choose to go. And there's been a little bit of that, some uh, people going in uh, this year. Okay. Are you, And you're working tonight? Yes, sir. 
Okay. Are you going to wear this drip or do you have like a uniform you have to wear? I got to wear a polo and khakis. Okay. All right. That'll still, you'll still be dripped out. Uh, intern Joe, ladies and gentlemen, who has uh, done a fabulous uh, job for us uh, this year. Ah, yes. There he goes. Playing him off the stage. Uh, all right. Uh, Cy Seaborg coming up here in a few minutes. Uh, we're going to get Cy's preview on the game tonight. I hope Cy has uh, caffeined up if he's allowed to do so because it's going to be a uh, 8.30 airtime tonight and a 9 o'clock uh, tip. Uh, ben, let's grab a break. Why don't we? And uh, Cy Seymour, when we return, we'll also talk to Larry Williford. It is the Patrick Johnson Show. We're here on a Thursday. And uh, last show of the week, I'm pumped up and ready to go for Pirate Basketball tonight. So Cy Seymour will give us uh, a preview as only Cy can, and we'll talk about this uh, recruit that EC, or rather transfer that ECU is getting in from the ACC next. I had an email hit my inbox yesterday, and uh, I was like, boy, I bet, I bet the guy that sent the email, Jody Jones, he kind of missed doing that. He missed emailing me and the rest of the media because he hadn't done it in a while. Uh, a guy that has uh, not broadcast some basketball games in a while, but it's like getting on a bike for uh, our next guest. The great Cy Seymour joining us uh, here on the Patrick Johnson Show. ECU basketball tonight. I hope you – I don't know how much caffeine you consume, but I hope you are going to consume some because as far as I'm concerned, 9 o'clock might as well be 2 in the morning. You're with me. You are with me. A nine o'clock game, and I don't care where you're playing. You know, if you're on the road, or and you're just going back to a hotel room, or going back to Newburn after this thing, you're exhausted. <laughs> you're exhausted. Cy Seymour, who who probably hasn't even left Newburn yet to come to the uh, game, joining us here on the uh, Patrick Johnson show. It will be fun uh, to have the some students back in there. I'm sure, though, right? I think so. I think it's the right thing to get the students back in there and. I hope there'll be an, a little bit of an atmosphere. Uh, but it's been fantastic. Nobody knows better than you. You've been in all these places. This has been the most difficult year to be any a participant, an announcer, whatever it is you do in, in basketball or athletics. This has been a tough year. Cy Seymour, uh, tonight, beginning at 8.30 on 107.9 and 94.3, the game, it's Pirate Basketball as uh, the Pirates get back onto the floor to take on UCF. Cy, what do you expect out of Joe Dooley's bunch tonight? Well, first of all, Patrick, I, I think uh, it's going to be a challenge because I'm not sure he got full practices in until yesterday. So I'm not sure how much they've been able to get together as a full team because of the COVID protocol problem. It's just been so difficult. And so not sure what we'll see. I know you will see effort. I just don't know if the execution will be off. So far this year, what we have seen is teams coming back off of protocol have struggled, uh, whether it be Louisville or anyone. It's been very difficult. Let's hope Joe can get them back in the scheme of things because they have been off for a long time, but more importantly, they've not been able to practice as a team for, for a right good while. So let's see what happens there. Cy, uh, who do you think was really for ECU playing well you know, once this, uh, once the, the, the skid kind of hurt uh, or hit. Uh, obviously, th there's some guys, you know, Jaden had sort of uh, turned a corner. Tremont Robinson-White was still uh, excellent. We were starting to see some signs from some other guys. Uh, so yeah. uh, give us your assessment on, on that and kind of where the team was following that situation with SMU after the pause or prior to the pause. Well, 
Yeah, I, I think that's a great, great question. I think ECU was playing better at that time. I mean, every game was close. You got close, couldn't finish. But I'm not sure that we have that one guy that can help you. I will say, I think, and you said it already, Jaden Garner, but take a step further with Jaden, I think his full game came into play, something I've never seen with Jaden. His, his rebounding on both ends of the floor was better. His defensive effort was better. Of course, his offensive game has always been there. He went up a notch. I, and I also think uh, Brandon Suggs has been giving you good stuff. I think DeBose has been playing well. I, I think they've been getting better play. And then you get this hit. And now can they come back and do it again? Uh, you're exactly right on Trayvon. He's had a great year. He's done a tremendous job. So you're looking up at pieces of the puzzle that you hope will come back and, and do well. Uh, when, in fact, when I was over there the other day, you had individual workouts that can't get together as a team, uh, and they, they were shooting the basketball. I mean, it's very, very tough. But you said it right. There have been pieces of the puzzle that were playing really good, and then you get to stop. It's tough to restart it. So, Cy, uh, no Ben Coleman, obviously. Uh, Pig is out recovering from surgery, apparently doing very well, and that's great to hear because he's such a good good kid and a great young man. Boy, it, it feel for him because he just seems like he can't stay healthy. Uh, but uh, no Baruti Batumba tonight uh, as well. How does that really, you know, they've played a little bit without Coleman, they've played without Pig, but with, with no Baruti tonight, how does that change the matchup against the uh, Knights? Dramatically, and I'll tell you why. Without Baruti in the lineup, ECU's been doing this. They've been going small, and Baruti's been playing the center position. He can step that, step out and knock down three. It also, when you do that, you space more, and it gives a Garner uh, an easier path because you're extending their defense to guard Baruti, who steps out. There's nobody in the paint. Everybody has to step out a little bit. And so without Baruti in the game, uh, it really changes what you can change during a game. Let's say you have Luigi in the game. Things are going pretty good, but you want to let, mix them up a little bit. You bring, I mean, uh, Luigi in the game. Then you pull in, bring in Baruti, and all of a sudden they've got to defend differently. Everything changes. And Central Florida loves a matchup zone. Well, you know, he's a guy that can let, make it easier for Garner to maneuver in the zone because he can step out. So I think Baruti's a major loss uh, for this ball club. And, and I, I don't see Broody coming back the rest of the year. It, 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 this, this, this COVID situation leads to other problems. I, I, and, and if he does, that's great. But it's very difficult right now without Broody. And you're talking about three of the top eight players not going to be playing. The great Cy Seymour with us, analyst on the uh, ECU Basketball Network. If everybody could hear every – we ought to just do a podcast or an interview where you and I just talk about – all the great things we normally talk about. People, they probably would be bored, but I enjoy all, all the uh, off-air conversation with Cy as much as the on-air conversation. Um, Listen, I love it with you because you know <laughs> Eastern North Carolina athletics as good as anybody, and it's a lot of fun to talk about. All right, so we've got a team in UCF, 9-11, and 7-10. They've won three straight, four out of their last five, knocked off Tul uh, Tulsa on Tuesday. Uh, and then we've got ECU, 8-8, eight 2-8. Eight, eight. Have not played since February 8th. Uh, tip at 9 o'clock tonight, and you can hear it on 107.9 WNCT and 94.3 The Game. Uh, UCF leads the all-time series over the Pirates, 24-9. Knights have won each of the last 10 meetings between the uh, two teams. Uh, and uh, that includes the game earlier this year in Orlando. 
Uh, Cy, that game, UCF jumped out to a big number, but the Pirates had a tremendous comeback that came up just short. You're right. They came back strong. And that's the way this season's been for a lot of teams. You have these runs, which we've always talked about runs. Cut it to three, but could not turn the corner. Rock did a great job with the ball club. I mean, he's been a head coach and did a great job. And and the team came back, responded from halftime, and, but couldn't turn the corner. And that's been the biggest problem is ECU hadn't been able to close the deal. They did it against a great Houston team, but they struggled with that. And I think part of that problem is just the inconsistent of practice time and working together. It's, it's been brutal for the Pirates. This is a very good team coming in here. Central Florida, they shoot the three ball extremely well. They have three of the top 16 scores in the conference on their ball club. This is a very good team coming in. Darius Perry, uh, C.J. Walker uh, playing well. Green shoots it well for them. And don't look now, but Isaiah Adams, who I think is a former Mr. Florida basketball uh, he he broke out here in the last uh, little bit against Tulane had a had a career day. So uh, you're right; they're yeah. putting they're putting the ball in the in the cup right now, uh, especially from the outside at a really high rate. Yeah, they're, they're second in the conference in three point shooting, and 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 you know, uh, I, you said it. Isaiah Adams was their biggest recruit ever. He was Mister Everything in Florida, and they picked him up. He's six six. He can shoot it. He can play. And never forget my hand who is a kid that came in from Texas A&M. He can really play at 6'5". He can shoot it. And you mentioned the other kids. They are. This is a very talented ball club uh, that has has got the horses that if they're on fire, they can beat anybody. They'd be, you know, think about what they did early in the season uh, in beating Auburn and, and others. They have just been really, really good uh, as a ball club. They beat uh, – also, Florida State at Florida State. Yeah. He was the best yeah. in the Atlantic Coast Conference. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. Uh, we've got uh, Cy Seymour on the phone uh, with us uh, here. A pirate basketball tonight, 8.30 airtime on uh, 94.3 The Game. Also, 107.9 WNCT, the flagship stations of the uh, ECU Pirates. Uh, boy, the conference scenario is, is crazy. Uh, really, the sixth seed depends on what happens tonight between the Knights and the Pirates of the Knights uh, when they climb past Tulsa. To claim that seed, the Pirates can go from anywhere from ninth to tenth uh, to eleventh. It just kind of depends on what happens over the next couple of games. That does not maybe sound like a big deal because it's the bottom three, but uh, it, it is actually quite a big deal, I think, in a lot of ways. And look, there's a possibility that Houston could finish third uh, in the. I, know. Uh, fi- I mean, that's that's wild. That, that's why I struggle with Lenardi when I look up. And, and, and preseason, this is where they had it. They had Central Florida at seventh and Tulsa at six, and that's where it is right now, but they can pass Tulsa. But you, you see what concerns me is Wichita State, which I thought would fall, has played really, really good. They are first right now, and the only team picked to get into the tournament is Houston. And you've got Memphis and SMU that can both play. I, I think they really need to look at what they're talking about. These are their four good teams in this league, and it should be a multi-bid league. It is a good league. Uh, it's wild, undoubtedly, and uh, we'll see how it plays out. I, I'm, I'm anxious to see, you know, if the Pirates could get their legs about them over the next couple of uh, games, and there's that possibility they could, although tonight's going to be tough, tougher than a lot of people think uh, on paper. Um, who knows? They could make a little noise in the tournament. We, we'll see. I, I, I think it wouldn't surprise me if Houston does not win the tournament, but I wouldn't be shocked if they romp all the way through it. So we'll see. Uh, the big news, Cy, uh, overnight Winston Tabs, who led Boston College in scoring this year, 
at over 13 per ball game. Uh, Winston Tabbs announcing he's transferring to ECU. Um, look, if anybody thinks Joe Dooley's not busting his hump on the recruiting trail and his staff or not, and I understand this is a transfer situation, but if they don't think that guys aren't working it to bring better players into the program, you're nuts. Pat, I think it's the best recruiting class I've ever seen at East Carolina. Uh, and getting tabs, this is an ACC guard that was averaging 13.5 as a freshman, and you're going to get him for three years. So don't think Joe Dooley's not working. I'm telling you, I've never seen a guy work as hard and his assistant. These guys get on top of it. And, and so we are very fortunate to have a man that is looking to the future and knows how to get into the future. Not all these coaches that have been in a long time understand the transfer portal, getting out there and looking how kids are transferring. It's a different world now. Joe understands that world, and he's very good at it. To get Winston Tab is a major, major sign for ECU. Uh, Cy, give me some keys to the game tonight for the uh, Pirates, and then since we're not going to have a chance to talk to you before Sunday's game, uh, just looking ahead a little bit to Cincinnati as well. Well, I think the keys to the night, first of all, is that you're going to see some matchup zone. You've got to shoot the ball extremely well. You've got to hit the glass hard. Uh, you've got to defend the three ball. They're second in the conference in, in three ball shooting. They're very good at it. And no live ball turnovers. You cannot, you've got to protect the basketball against anybody to win. So I think those are the keys. Defend the three well, knock down some threes, don't turn it over, and you've got to hit the glass. Hey, uh, Cy, always great to talk to you, and uh, we'll talk to you uh, again, uh, well, next week at some point we'll talk to you as the tournament gets ready to get underway. Uh, stay awake tonight now. Don't be, you know, uh, the action will keep you awake, but maybe, I don't know, you probably got a nap today, I'd have to imagine. So uh, I'm going to have, I'm going to have, that's right, I've got my nap, I'm ready to go. We'll see what happens, but, but always fun talking with you. Can't wait till next week. We'll, we'll be able to do a little bit more, know a little bit more about where ECU is headed. Thanks, Cy. Anytime. Always remember, you can check us out uh, online, the podcast. You can uh, get the Patrick Johnson Show, usually in the evenings after the show, via 943thegame.com. That podcast is also available, Spotify, Google, Apple, wherever you download your uh, favorite podcast. Check out the Patrick Johnson Show each and every day. And on Mondays, our website, 943thegame.com, has for you inside the ECU clubhouse with Pirate head coach Cliff Godwin. I host. That usually posts about mid-morning on our website, 943thegame.com. It's brought to you by Carolina Digestive Diseases, and also it is brought to you by the Gavigan Agency, Insurance and Financial Services. Here's Ben Byram with a 94.3 The Game Sports Flash. Thanks, Patrick. Ben Barham here for your 94 Through the Game Sports Update. Tipping off tonight at 9, we have the return of ECU basketball. They host UCF with students allowed in attendance. For the first time this season, attendance for tonight's game will be on a first-come, first-served basis. One hour before tip-off, fans will only be allowed in the upper levels of Minges Coliseum. UCF head coach Joe Dooley confirmed yesterday that Batumba Baruti, Charles Coleman, and Tyree Jackson will all be out for tonight's game. The current spread for the Pirates return against UCF as ECU is the three-and-a-half-point underdog. Speaking of Pirate basketball, they just notched a big transfer in Boston College shooting guard Winston Tabs. Tabs averaged 13.3 points per game for the Eagles this season. 
also shooting nearly 40% from three-point range. From Pirate Football, Mike Houston adds Norfolk State head coach Latrell Scott to his regime as the team's new passing game coordinator, tight ends coach, and inside receivers coach. From the NFL, Steelers quarterback Ben Roethlisberger restructured his deal to go from $19 million to $14 million, freeing up $15 million in cap space. For Pittsburgh, the Detroit Lions informed quarterback Desmond Trufant that he would not resign, that they will not resign the former Pro Bowler. The Giants released wide receiver Golden Tate and former Panther linebacker David Mayo. The Carolina Panthers do the right thing and sign both Greg Olson and Thomas Davis to one-day contracts so they each can retire as Panthers. For Major League Baseball, New York Yankees manager Aaron Boone will miss a significant amount of time so he can have surgery to get a pacemaker. And former Red Sox outfielder Jackie Bradley Jr. signs a two-year $24 million contract to play with the Milwaukee Brewers. And wrapping up from the NHL, the Carolina Hurricanes look to showcase their winning ways for the first time this season with fans in PNC Arena. So take on the Detroit Red Wings with puck drop set for 7 o'clock. Canes head coach Rod Brindamore has confirmed that Alex Nedeljkovic will start in the net, while the Red Wings are expected to look at Thomas Grice. Here at 94th the Game Sports Update, I'm Ben Baum. Yeah, Jumpman, 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 them boys up to something. They just spent like two or three weeks out the country. Farmville Central, both the boys and the girls are back in the uh, finals. And they will actually get a chance to play those final games uh, this year, unlike last year. Uh, We're planning on bringing you coverage on uh, 103.7 WTIB, 100,000 watt uh, blanket all across Eastern North Carolina. Uh, Trent McGee and Gaddis Hodges with the girls game at uh, one against Shelby. And then the uh, Farmville boys uh, covering them at 3.30. Farmville's boys back in the championship uh, game, and they will take on the uh, Hendersonville uh, high uh, out of the mountains, 17-0. In fact, both teams undefeated. Coach Larry Williford joining us uh, here from Farmville Central. Coach, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you for having me on today. It seems like every time I talk to you when we get ready for a championship game, we have a lot of points we're talking about in one of the games prior. 113 <laughs> points in a non-overtime high school basketball game. Uh, my gosh, that's that's amazing. You know, probably the most amazing thing that if you were there, you, you knew what happened. If you're outside looking in, which some people are because of the COVID rules. We caught a timeout with like four minutes to go in the first quarter, and we were losing 7-1. to one. So we scored 112 points in three and a half quarters. You know, um, you know, we caught fire. Uh, it wasn't a barrage of three pointers. It was a lot of, you know, a lot of, you know, a lot of fast break points. Um, you know, we got the tempo going. And, you know, a way that our guys like to play. And uh, you know, I think you saw a lot of guys flourish. They like to call it Dunkville now, and uh, I think Billy Weaver stringed together some really amazing highlights and you're right it was you know they were they were up 7-1 early it was 23 all after one and then you guys just went to the next level were you expecting the between the legs off the backboard pass for the dunk no (laughs) (laughs) I, 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 I knew it was possible I've seen it in practice um you know, but for a lot of things got to come together at the right time and right place to pull anything like that off. Um, but I, that's one of the things, like, our guys know that they have freedom to be themselves, you know, within a certain, you know, amount of limitations. 
Um, you know, for guys, I tell people all the time, if you're a great offensive basketball player, this, this is the place for you. I'm not going to put any reins on you. You know, 99% of what we talk about in practice and in our scout is defensively related. Um, you know, how can we limit what other teams do? How can we create more turnovers? Because turnovers create offense. Contested shots that go off the rim create offense. And uh, that's what we try to do. Uh, obviously, you've got one of the best players uh, in the state, one of the best players in the country in Turquavion Smith. <clears throat> and, you know, I, I thought it was interesting, Coach. You, you've always been very honest. Uh, and you talked about what these kids have had to go through this year. I, I can't imagine putting together the schedule was easy. I can't imagine keeping the schedule, as we saw, was not the easiest thing to do. These young men didn't get a senior night because of the draw. They get seated night, so they had to play on the road. It was fitting in a way. That was kind of like senior night that went over to Northeastern uh, the other night. Yeah, I told them, you know, after, in the locker room at Reedsville before we got on the bus, we uh, I thought we earned that home game. Um, we didn't expect it. You know, we thought for sure we'd probably be on the road all four rounds if we kept winning. Um, it was a pleasant surprise. Uh, so I said, let's go out and take advantage of it. Let's give our, you know, our crowd, these people that's been supporting us. We are able to get a few more fans in, thanks to uh, the governor lifting some of the restrictions. It was a nice environment. Uh, where has Turquavion's game blossomed, you know, from, from last year to this year? Stronger. Um, I think. I'll use the prior game, for example. You know, at the half, he had four points. You know, two years ago, he probably would have been upset, close to short circuit, and, you know, because, you know, didn't shoot the ball extremely well. He had a double team on him the whole half, but he had eight assists. We had 53 points at the half, and he was happy. You know, I think the maturity level is where it needs to be. Um, he's always been a He's, he can score, we know that, but he's always been an excellent passer and he can really defend at a high level. And I think those are the two areas when he gets to NC State that's going to get him on the court faster than just scoring the basketball because he can defend, he's tough, and in my 21 years, I would probably say he's the most competitive person I've ever coached. That's pretty high praise uh, coming from uh, Farmville coach Larry Williford joining us here on the Patrick Johnson Show. You've got uh, four other seniors. Three of them uh, are, are really uh, big contributors for you. Uh, this group has really uh, – they've contributed all along. I mean, I have a feeling a lot of these guys could probably uh, – you know, if they were an individual on other teams, they'd probably be big-time double-figure guys. Uh, but they are uh, – they're big contributors in the roles they have with this Jaguar team. Tell us a little bit about that group. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot of guys who, who bought in to, you know, the name on the front and these guys who paid their dues. Um, you know, there's a, lot, a couple guys that's been on JV for a couple of years, so they got to the varsity. I think Josh Short, you know, he's a sophomore, has been outstanding for yeah, us. Leontay right. Boy, uh, senior. Um, came on late his sophomore year during that run when we won the state championship. But these, this last eight or nine games, he's been 10 levels above where he's ever been as far as how hard he's playing, you know, his, his, his commitment in practice to, to, to go the whole time 
Um, he's a laid back guy off the court, but he slipped a switch and, and his motor has been running at an all time high. Um, you know, I thought Don Tavis short coming off the bench has been a spark plug. Um, you know, he might only be five seven, but he's the fastest five seven blur you're ever going to see. Uh, he's caused a lot of problems defensively for teams. And I could just, I could go on down the list. Every yeah. guy, DC, Derek Cox, uh, you know, a junior. Played varsity last year, didn't get a lot of playing time. You know, he's had some big games for us this year. 14-0, and Farmville Central. They will play 17-0, uh, and Hendersonville. Uh, Coach, what does Hendersonville present as far as a matchup for your team? You know, a unique basketball team. Um, crazy thing about the playoffs is you every round you play a different style. You know, you, you, you by this time you think you've seen it all. Um, they're a little bit different. I think uh, they, they're very similar to us. They, they like to get the tempo going up. They, they press a lot of different ways, man, run and jump, diamond press. Uh, they got a sophomore who can really fill it up. Mm-hmm. He's a little undersized, but, man, he's, he's tough as nails. And they got a couple guys that just can do a little bit of everything. Um, can, several guys that can shoot it at a, at a high rate from behind the arc. So you know it's going to be a it's going to be a challenge. Um, you know we got two more days to prepare. You know everything for us moving forward is about the scout and what we can hopefully take away from the other team. And you know that'll be our that was our emphasis yesterday in film. That'll be our emphasis today as, as we walk you know practice and walk through and watch film again and then tomorrow and get on the bus on Saturday and try to go up there and get a win. Coach, best of luck. Uh, looking forward to uh, another uh, championship, not only for you, but for the girls of Farmville, too. I think the girls' game is going to be really a fine game uh, between the Farmville uh, girls and, and Shelby, who's a traditional uh, contender for the state title. And uh, you were telling me the other day that uh, this girls' team has really got a lot of focus. So uh, uh, I think uh, we, we could hopefully, and we will be looking at a couple of championships coming back to Pitt County. I hope so. I'm happy for our student athletes, happy for our, our school, our community. Um, you know, this community has just embraced us and, you know, done an outstanding job of supporting us. Coach, thanks a lot. Best of luck. Thanks, Patrick. Take care, buddy. You too. Uh, there he goes. Larry Williford uh, just done just done a, a magnificent job at Farmville and got his start uh, as part of uh, Coach uh, Bill Harrion's staff's uh, and uh, might have started a little bit with Dooley there. Should have asked him, but it, but anyway, Larry's done a fa- fabulous job. He's got a great team, and uh, even one of the kids is a great baseball player. They just got several guys that are that are multiple sport athletes. Uh, Josh Short is a big football player, good friend uh, of his father's, uh, Dante Aaron Short, and uh, just. Uh, what a what a great team, and I know everybody's fired up uh, about Farmville. Again, the game will be on uh, Saturday, 1 o'clock, the Farmville girls in Shelby. That'll be the tip time, uh, and uh, we'll have that for you on 103.7 WTIB, and then the uh, game coming your way uh, at 3.30, the Farmville boys and Hendersonville. Uh, that is a 3.30 tip time in the state championship game. Okay, a uh, timeout, and we'll do the Pirate Report uh, when we return. Uh, Part of our stunning conclusion of the show in the week on the Patrick Johnson Show. And now, the 
stunning conclusion of the show. It's the P-Man here on 94.3 The Game. And now, Patrick Johnson with today's Pirate Report on the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. Just one element to the other, huh? All right. Pirate basketball returning to the hardwood tonight. First time since uh, February 8th the Pirates will play a game. Uh, and uh, Joe Dooley, uh, his big concern tonight, player conditioning. I think we'll have to sub more. Uh, I don't. I don't think our conditioning is terrible. I don't think it's where where it would be, obviously. But I think the guys have done a pretty good job of, of you know, when we did the conditioning, we did shoot individual stuff, of doing some conditioning stuff. We did some conditioning stuff with them in the minutes we were allowed. But uh, I do think we'll have to sub a little bit more often. And I think the other thing is, um, you know, we might have to use a timeout or two, even just for a condition, just to, you know, to, 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 to slow down and to get some guys, um, get some guys to rough back. And uh, part of uh, the conditioning element will be key, but finding some sort of offensive rhythm will also be uh, a real challenge after such a lengthy layoff. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, we, we've, uh, we've either been, you know, A or Z, which is not what you want to be. I mean, I do think that uh, obviously Tremont, I mean, if Tremont and Tristan, you know, Tristan struggle a little bit from three, and if J.J. can get on a little bit of roll, Brandon Suggs' if stats have been, you know, very consistent. But I do think making some three-point shots and, I do think the the hardest, biggest thing you worry about is actually your offensive rhythm. I mean, that's not going to be, you know, you're not, you're not going to get your rhythm in a couple of days of practice. So you just want to make sure one of the big things you do is don't turn it over and try to take open shots. By and large, the pirates are excited to be back. Yeah. I mean, I think it was, it was, I think they were excited as we started adding guys coming back to practice. I mean, and, you know, we, you know, we had some more guys that came out on you know Saturday and Sunday and, we're able to do stuff, you know, we were able to practice a little, you know, practice Monday and Tuesday, you know, for an hour with all those guys. And I think they were excited to have uh, guys back out of protocol and excited to be able to play some five on five and excited. I mean, I just think to, to, to get, try to get back into a little bit of a routine. Uh, also, uh, when did the pirates get back sort of practicing in full? And Joe was asked about uh, the excitement of having the students in the Hizzle tonight. Well, Monday was the first day we played five on five since SMU with our guys. Now we, we did play some five on, you know, we had, uh, we did play some five on five against the scout team, uh, half court. We used those guys, uh, you know, for some, as defenders or we used them so we could work on some things defensively. But Monday was the first day since SMU we played five on five with our own real guys with our, with our team. Uh, I do think it'll help the, the students. Uh, hopefully, we'll you know give it a little bit better atmosphere. We'll obviously, we'll give it a little you know give it. A, we'll obviously give it a little bit better atmosphere. And I do think uh, you know for these last couple of games for these guys, maybe give add some excitement to, uh, in the facility. Yeah, I hope the kids will uh, will show up tonight. The students. Uh, this is uh, Joe previewing UCF cut six on the vast soundbite roster. Yeah, I mean, Perry and Mahan are playing really well. Green, uh, obviously, C.J. Walker's an elite-level talent. The big kid, Reynolds, has really been uh, – it seems to be like he's coming along. But, uh, you know, when you look at the three-point percentage of what Perry and Mahan have been shooting, and, uh, you know, Green has played well against us the last, the last couple of years. Pirate basketball tonight, tip-off at 9. You'll hear the game here on uh, 
94.3 the game and 107.9 WNCT beginning at 8.30. Uh, Pirate baseball losing at extra innings last night. This is Cliff Godwin in the post game on the overall performance. Uh, Cliff cut two. Yeah, both those guys played good. Um, but unfortunately, Coach O, it's a, it's a team sport, and we didn't do enough uh, as a team to win. So, um, you know, I don't feel good about the way we play tonight. And, um, you know, it's college baseball. If you don't show up and – and when I say show up, if you don't really have the, the locked-in focus that we had on Sunday, then you put yourself in a situation where a bloop, a bad call can beat you, and we always talk about that. We put ourselves in that situation tonight, and really Houdini'd our way out of the ninth inning um, where Ryder, you know, got us out, bases loaded, no outs, and, uh, you know, we only gave up one run. So it, it could have been, you know, over right there. Pirates, uh, according to Coach Godwin, last night on the diamond had uh, some struggles offensively. Yeah, our offense lost the game. I'm the hitting coach, so you guys can blame me. Um, struck out way too many times. Uh, bad approach against the starter, which we had pretty good information on him, and uh, we were chasing his change up by the zone. So, um, you know, it's on me. I'll take it. Uh, I thought our pitching was good enough to win, um, especially early. Uh, we can't keep depending on having a one-run lead going into the ninth inning, and those guys continue to have to pitch in stressful situations. So uh, I'll blame myself for not having our guys prepared to play. Uh, I think that uh, he's right. You cannot uh, have to, to just solely rely on pitching. you got to be able to score some runs in the Pirates. Uh, when they have extended leads this year, obviously have uh, been successful, and they've had clutch hitting. Not the case last night, although they did almost pull a spectacular comeback in the 12th. All right, uh, Pirate Baseball tomorrow. We will not be here. Four o'clock first pitch, 345 airtime. Don't forget ECU basketball tonight, 9 o'clock. The tip against UCF, 830 airtime. And uh, on Saturday, not only will we have ECU baseball for you all weekend here on 94.3 The Game, but on 103.7 WTIB, Farmville basketball. The girls playing for the state title at 1. The boys playing for the 2A state title at 330, 103.7 WTIB. Join Trent McGee and Gaddis Hodges for the call. More details tomorrow on the Talk of the Town on 103.7 and 96.3 with uh, the Big Hen and McGee on sports. Thanks to Cy Seymour. Thanks to Larry Williford. Great job by Ben and intern Joe. Have a great weekend. We'll see you Monday with the Patrick Johnson Show. Sitting cross-legged on the floor